0: I think to your point, the first step is seeing, oh, I was hidden right inside of me all along. And let me let me find that part of me. Let me get back in touch with him. Let me find him, right? Let me, let me talk to him on a more regular basis and, and connect with that more authentic part of myself and who I am. That's the first step, right? And then after that, it's like, okay, like now that we're together, now that like we're more in sync than we were before, what do we want and how do we get it? Welcome to Joy From The Start. This podcast is about exploring life transformation. When you wake up, stop living your life for someone else and start living for yourself. We'll dig into personal stories of unique individuals who've been down this path, focusing on the how of life transformation. And now, your host, Paul Keen.
1: Today on Joy From The Start, I'm welcoming Julie Cashin. I wanted to have her on the show in particular because she's someone who's not only lived change, but she teaches change. She brings an interesting mix of skills to the table. On the one side, she's a seasoned progressive policy leader who works on legislation at the state and federal level for workers' rights and non-gender issues. And on the other side, she specializes in leadership development, career transitions, and work-life ease. How do those two worlds come together? we're about to find out. You can find her online at letsthrivecoaching.com. Let's get over to the conversation. Julie, you are owner and head of Let's Thrive Consulting, and I have gotten to know you because uh, you were actually a coach that I've worked with and has really helped me to to make transitions and to realize that, that it's possible to do that you know, there's, there's a process, there's a method, there's a method to the mess. And, (laughs) you know, that these, um, you know, these personal ideas that people have, that they just don't have to remain in the realm of possibility and dreams and things that can never be, you know, what I find so fascinating about you is this idea that right up front, you say, "I, I like working with people who feel stuck. They know they want something different, but they're, I don't know, scared, terrified, uncertain, any number of feelings. What brought you to to wanting to work with people on on these very specific issues?
0: I think that so often we're just kind of in our lives and and just going, going through the everyday. And there's an opportunity to do more, to have more. And when people get to that point where they say like, oh... You know, I don't think I have what I want right now, but I I want something else, but I don't know what it is. You know, that's a moment to start to look and say like is it that you don't know what it is? Is it that, you know, you have all of these blocks, right, that you think life should go a certain way and you have you you're just like listening to all the shoulds and, you know, not able to really get in touch with who you are deep down and what you really want. Right. And, and so I really like to work with people to help them take down the barriers between, you know, what they're kind of thinking or, you know, and, and what their face shows and like get deeper, like get inside so that help them get in touch with their most authentic selves
1: you know, sometimes when I think about career coaching or I think about coaching in general, I think about it as being kind of like an exercise of, you know, okay, goal work backwards, right? And it ignores the human element. How have you come to terms with that and being able to build it into your practice and the way that you work with people?
0: You know, one of the things that I really work on is saboteur awareness. And the saboteurs are, you know, the inner critic, the inner judge. Um, that voice that does say, "You should be this way, you should do this thing you know it's the you should care most about money or nothing else, you should care about success, you should um, you know be better than those people or right. you know be in competition in some way right. and what what I try to do is help people see that that's not truth it's not objective reality right. it's a voice, it's a perspective. And then I work with them to get more in touch with other parts of themselves and other perspectives. Many of us, if not all of us, have some sort of voice within us that's like, I'm not good enough. And then when we see, we see variations of it, you know, I'm not good enough to do the thing I really dream of, I'm not good enough to go against what society thinks I should do. I'm not good enough to, you know, to have what I really want or to even want something. And so we, we have those messages. And then when society reinforces those messages, like, yep, I would say, you know, for women, a lot of times it's it's almost like the built-in patriarchy that is reinforcing some of those yes. messages. That's like, yeah, you're not good enough, 100%. right? That uh, we see, you know, and, and it comes up um, in race yeah. as well. So I think we all have some version of it. And then sometimes it gets even more reinforced by who we spend our time with or what we're watching in, in media, um, what we're reading or just, you know, being a part of a culture uh, and a culture that has kind of built things a certain way. And so I often think about it as, you know, unplugging from the matrix, That that if you can unplug from the matrix, you can start to actually see things a different way and see reality from a place of pure self-love and compassion instead of that kind of harsh inner critic right. voice.
1: What I've been so stunned by is just my ability to hide from myself. But it took me yes. so long to finally get comfortable with you know, the reasons why I've done things in life, why I am where I am today. What are the things that I actually genuinely want to say into the universe? Like, no, that's what I want to do, not what I'm doing today. It's over there. And then still grappling with, oh, my God, how do I get there? Um, You know, it's I guess that's what I've been. So maybe stun's not the right word, just but maybe both appreciative of and, and amazed that it took me this long. You know what I mean? Like, I, I don't know why that seems to be such an important.
0: Yes. And hallelujah, right? Like celebrate. Right? You you got there. That's the important part, I mean, I, I don't you even know? know if I'm there yet. Um, you know
1: what I mean? It's like one of these things where you think, okay, I know I'm part of the way there. You know, but there's still a big leap yet to go as we figure these things out.
0: I think to your point, the first step is seeing, oh, I was hidden right inside of me all along. And let me, let me find that part of me. Let me get back in touch with him. Let me find him, right? Let me, let me talk to him on a more regular basis and, and connect with that more authentic part of myself and who I am. That's the first step, right? And then after that, it's like, okay, like now that we're together, now that like we're more in sync than we were before, what do we want and right. how do we get it? So that's, you know, that is the journey and, and it's not a linear step. There, there are only, lots of, so you simple. know, cycles and circles. Like
1: there's a really interesting interplay between like physical and mental in this whole, in this whole experience of, of growth. Tell me more about that. I feel like there's something really there. There's a story to, to tell.
0: The, the first thing that comes to me when you, when you ask that is, is one of my favorite activities that I participated in, which is called Dance Your Bliss with an amazing teacher named Rachel Fleischman. Um, and I spent a week doing Dance Your Bliss with the Omega Institute uh, when I was in my 30s. And there's something really powerful about it where you're you're it's I, I think of it as movement therapy, where you're just in your body and you are free and you're playful and you can express emotions through your body. Um, and so I think that that is a really important part of a practice. We spend so much time in our brains or, or, you know, maybe not everyone does, but I certainly do. (laughs) I know you do too. (laughs) And there's something powerful about, uh, about dancing or about just moving or about being still about doing yoga, where it can really just change your perspective and also help Get you ready with the saboteurs, you know that, that that you can get into a different space so that you see right, them a different right.
1: way. Was that something that you always thought was important to the to the process, or is that something that you've developed over time, or, or has it, has it shifted in the way that you've kind of approached, you know, working with working with people?
0: Yeah, I think I have two answers to that. One is that the coactive training model has a uh, a session, a whole session on process. So, so for example, if we were doing a session and it was a process session, I would say, you know, what's happening in your body right now, and I would check in on that, and we'd find out, you know, we we'd really work to get in touch and and see what's there. And oftentimes, if it was a big, you know, lump or butterflies, it changes even over the tor- course of a session. And I have been able to see how powerful that can be in kind of getting you through mm-hmm. an emotion um getting you to be more in touch with what's happening and and therefore more in into your intuition and i think that can be really important and and this year i went to a yoga retreat where there was no element of growth right it was really just doing yoga and then being in community and and enjoying being in nature at first i thought but but i need growth like i need to be working on something and then i realized like this was it, right? I was in presence. I was I was in my body in the yoga. I was in presence and community, and that mm-hmm. was the work. And so that was a a definite piece yeah. of growth.
1: You know, a friend of mine. She um, she's an amazing person. She ended up absolutely crushing it, going and destroying her LSATs, going to a major law firm, and having like major medical issues after that. And she mm-hmm. decided, as part of her recovery, to engage in Improv, and the most cutting and illustrative comment that she got from the instructor was, "You have no perspective," mm. and she just couldn't believe that. She's like, "Oh my god! Like, I'm so, I'm so crushed into this thing that I'm in. That that like, I'm not even exhibiting a perspective to the outside world. I'm not me anymore. I'm just playing this role." Wow! I, I was just mind blown by that. But she's loved. I mean, it wasn't specifically improv by therapy, but she's gotten a lot of therapy by doing improv. Coming back into connection with who she is I, as a person and just there is no right or wrong answer. You just, you throw things back and forth and, you know, because that's the basics of improv. Nothing's wrong. You know, nothing is, you know, out of the realm of possibility. We're just going to go for it.
0: I love that. And I I actually did do some training with uh, the Upright Citizens the Brigade way. Improv and the thing that was so cool about it is that you have to be present. You have to be in the moment. You have to be in community with other people. And to your point, it's yes, and, right? It's it's this is what is, and how do we build from here? I think that's a great, I don't know if it's a metaphor for coaching, but a great way to, to tackle anything in your life. Yes, this is where we are, right. and what's right. next?
1: I think about the listeners that I want to reach, and I think about, you know, somebody who picked this up, and they're maybe in their car or on the subway, and they're like you and me they've gone you know they had to go to university they probably met a great spouse they have a master's degree they have a great job but there's that nagging piece like there's that thing that they just either they feel out of out of alignment or they just really are hating what they're doing and now there are lots of elements to that we could get lost down a rabbit hole of why people maybe don't like their specific circumstance but there's this element of they want to bring change to their lives. And what would you say to those types of people when they're really at that nascent stage? Maybe they're just willing to even acknowledge for the first time that there's something that they want that is something they've never allowed themselves or was like, oh, yeah, I did that for fun once upon a time. This is not, you know, that's not a career. That's not a what I do every day.
0: I think there are two things. One is... I, you know, certainly recommend reaching out to a coach. I uh, I don't, you know, it yeah, right. doesn't have to be me. <laughs> I just, you know, having someone to support you in once you've seen that you want to change something, having support makes so much sense and can make all the difference and give you that other perspective. And then I think the other is we can't, stop ourselves from dreaming before we dream. If we say, oh my gosh, I took a trapeze class and it was the best thing ever. And well, I can't do anything with that. And then you just stop and you move on. You've kind of lost something there. And instead, what you could do is, wow, what would If I could just weave a magic wand and make myself a trapeze artist, what would I love about doing that? What would my life be like? What would be different? How would I feel every day? And then start to think, oh, well, I could have some of those things without even having to be a trapeze artist. Like I could actually have more of that in my life right now by amping up this piece or that piece. And so I think don't stop yourself from dreaming, dream big and see right, what you can right. learn.
1: Yeah. I've, I've just tried that myself like a little bit, you know, it's, it's little steps along the way. It's, I've had you now two opportunities at work to go podcast for work and I'm like, Oh wow, where did this come from? I didn't have that idea two months ago, three months ago, and now I'm starting to do it. Or, mm-hmm. you know, someone, I, I was actually jealous of somebody at work, kept got, getting to present at these conferences. Like, Why is she presenting at these conferences? What, like, how did she get on those lists? So I, I, I sucked my yeah. ego <laughs> way down. And I, I said, I'm <laughs> like, what are you doing? And she's like, oh, you know, they just, you know, they just look for speakers. They, they do solicitations. So you should just ask to go. And I was like, uh, that's it. So I did. And now I am. <laughs> I'm speaking. I'm, I'm like the first one out of the thing. They're like, oh, uh, can you be there at October 30th at one thirty p.m.? We have a thing. on." A... Oh, and then wow. my boss was like oh, uh, do you have to pay for the privilege to be there? And they're like, no, 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 it's free. Please come. You're a speaker, our guest. And it's like, that's amazing. So, you know, but it's been really hard to like, hold on to that, to just keep that as the, as the focus.
0: What I appreciate though, is that instead of, you know, you have this moment where you're like, huh, I feel jealous. And then instead of like beating yourself up over it, or maybe you did, and then moved moved on. on. I was jealous and angry. And I was like, oh,
1: why is she getting to do this? Like, all these, you know, and at work, you always have this idea like, oh, they're reserving this for like the senior leadership. And like, I guess I didn't get there yet. Dun, right. dun, I suck.
0: And and like, we all beat art, right? Like, you can beat yourself up. What well, I actually like doing it on a timer, like, give yourself two <laughs> minutes, you know, and then like, okay, now I'm done with that and I move on. And it, it, it actually works. And it's amazing if you give yourself five minutes, you might be done in three. It's, it's really an interesting t- technique. But I think to then take that and say like, oh, what's the thing I want that that person has, and then what you did, you know, how can I have that, and then go and find out. I I think that is such a powerful thing, and and sometimes it's that we don't actually know what the thing is we want. But again, who am I jealous of? So jealousy can be really painful, but at the same time, it can be really educational. Why am I jealous of that person? Oh, because they have this right. thing that I want. So I think accepting that something is coming up for a reason and it's actually something that it wants to tell right. you something. I think, I think well,
1: and, you, and you, and you did that very well. and to realize also that, tradition. actually it was part of doing that, that I realized I was like, no, actually I don't want to speak at these events. I actually want to be a moderator of these events. Shifting my perspective to stop thinking about the end goal of what would make my ego feel better and to think about things that just yes. made me happy and and then joyful and yeah. like just brought a smile to my face it's so easy to get sidetracked, you know, even, even, I mean, take, take me for example, I got a degree in public and nonprofit management. I got to believe that if I'm honest with myself, that some part of that was how people would react in social situations. Oh, you're trying to save the world. Good for you. Congratulations.
0: Mm. Yeah.
1: Yeah. how, How do you help people avoid falling into those traps?
0: You know, we are trained from such an early age to work toward a, some, a certain something. We're working toward the A. We're, You know, we're working toward the validation that that gives us. We don't do enough to train people on joy. We don't do enough to, to train people on play. In some ways, it would be so beautiful if it was just linear, right? Like, oh, you realize you want to make a change. Yes. You go down the path to make the change. Change is made. Eckhart Tolle does some great work around this, where it's about realizing yeah. has your ego been running your life, right? Have the saboteur voices been running your life, and then how do you you then need to get past them to say, oh, like where's my captain? Where's my inner leader? Like where's the part of me that's always been here that needs to the freedom to come out? That needs the freedom to. Be who I really am in the world, and and be comfortable right, with that, right. and be comfortable in my own skin.
1: I I'm curious if there's anything that you would leave our listeners with as kind of either a, a starting point or even a, a north star of, of where they can where they can go from here. And uh, yeah, I'll just leave the leave the last word to you.
0: Thanks, Paul. I think just the fact that you're doing this is really exciting. You know that you got really clear that you wanted to explore this area more and you had, you know, things you wanted to say and, and conversations you wanted to have about this. And, and I remember early on in our coaching uh, it coming up that one of the things you really love doing is talking to lots of different people. And so I love that you found a way to do that on a more regular basis. And I think um, that, that people should continue to think and, and dream and, and get creative and use our, every tool possible so whether that's working with a coach whether that's getting into nature whether that's dancing and getting into your body finding another artistic expression that so much of who we really are can come out
1: one one person uh, that I was reading said you know kids don't sit around and think about like the relative merits of you know playing on the swing or playing baseball they like something or they dislike something and they just do it that's the that's the thread you know, follow the thread of your of your childlike joy. And That's that will right. bring you to the right place. It's not the other way around. It's not like the, oh, someday you'll be rich and That's famous right. and then you'll be happy. It's like, no, be happy today. And then that will lead you to wherever it leads you. But you'll be happy instead of paying the price. But thank you. Thank you so much for being on. Uh, I'd love to have you back again sometime when when I've learned a whole lot more.
0: Thanks, Paul. I'd love to do that.
1: And uh, we can talk more about conscious leadership and uh, everything else that you think.
0: (laughs) That sounds great. Thank you so much, Paul. All right. Cheers. Thanks for listening to another episode of Joy From The Start. Please hit subscribe and visit us at joyfromthestart.com or at joyfromthestart on Facebook and Twitter. See you next time.